it's me again. Welcome back to Give Them Their Flowers. As I stated in the last episode, the next few episodes may be missing a quote or two. It's been a hectic time, but I wanted to drop in and say a few things. Firstly, I want to say happy 30th birthday to my best friend who is on this episode. Um, For those who have an aversion to curse words, um, I would advise you to probably not listen to the episode because there's a lot of cursing, but that is what it is. But the quote that I want to use for today is a Megan Thee Stallion quote, Um, and it basically just says, still hanging with the same crew, and you will understand why when you listen to the episode. Bye! Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Give Them Their Flowers podcast, a podcast about praise and purpose. I vow to give flowers to people while they are still here. This is a very, very special, 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 special episode. This is the best friend episode. I'm going to have a couple of best friend episodes, but this is like the first best friend episode. Um, And I feel like y'all are going to enjoy this one because like, Unless you've been around me and this person, you really don't know the ins and out of the foolishness that we are a part of literally every single day of our lives, Monday through Sunday, um, multiple times during the day. Um, and I am going to introduce my best friend of 10 years now, Jasmine. And Jasmine, I'm going to give her her flowers, but I'm not going to get too deep because I don't want to start crying now. I may start crying later. I don't know. Oh, Lord. I feel a lot of things right now. Um, the world is burning around us. But I chose to do this episode because Jasmine will be turning 30 on August 3rd. So I wanted to release this episode the week of her birthday. Um, and I'm also excited because I have another best friend episode coming up at the end of the month because there's another special August birthday. I'm not going to tell y'all who, but I'll be doing an episode with them as well. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, I would do another best friend episode, but I have quite a few August best friends, including my grandma, and it's just become a team too much. So, um, and one of my best friends, she would never get on the podcast. Like Glenna would never. Like you, she would not do it. She is literally a thug ghost. She, she's that hood. She's that hood nigga that like believes probably in the five G. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. So let me give Jasmine her flowers. So. Um, usually when I give people their flowers, I don't really talk about, like, all the, like, accolades that y'all know about that they do, because, like, obviously you already know what they about, you know they're the baddest, but I do like to give flowers for things that I find admiring and that are inspirational, so, like, my flowers are for Jasmine, because Jasmine, um, for those who don't really know Jasmine, they don't really know what type of upbringing she had or where she came from, but she's a very, very, and I don't want to say resilient because I hate when people use that word all the time for people who have been through things, but Jasmine is a very, like, she's very, she's shown me how to be very good at not allowing, like, your environment to dictate your, like, future, because a lot of people be like, oh, I'm just a product of my environment, but, like, Jasmine uses that as a way to be, like, an actual, like, valuable product of her environment, like, a product of of someone who was just like you know what this could be my reality but I would rather have it this way so I'm gonna just do it this way and it is what it is and I rarely have ever heard her talk about feeling regretful or remorseful for choosing to do things in a way that that sets her up to be in a position that she wants to be so for me that's admirable because a lot of people struggle with that especially when they come from backgrounds where they may not have had all the support or maybe the best examples of what certain things look like and to be able to push through regardless of how other people may see you or see you or see your family or see the things that are happening around you and being able to just achieve things and do things that make you really feel good about yourself 
to feel happy and then not become like respectable like not become like elitist or think that you're better than someone just because you have gotten to a point in your life where you are not like everyone in your immediate past environment it's just really admirable to me because a lot of people they forget who they where they came from and i don't really understand that um I think that's ridiculous. So those are my flowers for Jasmine. But I'm going to let Jasmine introduce herself, and then she's going to tell you all how we became friends, and then we're going to jump into the questions. Hey, hey y'all. Um, it's Jasmine, of course. Um, and, you know, I run a podcast with my homegirl, Kathleen. Um, it's the Girl That's Scary podcast. So pull up if you like horror. Um, you know how to plug myself, www.girlthatscary.com. Pull up on us. We're available on multiple platform, um, podcasts and platforms. Um, you know, I teach middle school Spanish, so so I'm a nigga. I'm not Afro Latina or nothing. I just I'm a, just a nigga that speaks Spanish. Um, I no really. I've been taking it since this grade. I kind of never stopped, and I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like it. It's really cool, and it just helps helps me understand things. It just helps learning another language helps you understand things on paper, like in context, because you learn a lot about the cultural side and what people value, and just having that. It just that openness is just really nice because it's not just about knowing what the fuck words mean. Um, um, you know, I teach black kids for the most part. It's really lit. Um, I used to teach preschool for like four years, so I like babies, but you know, I'm done with that for right now. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get my high indoor summer going on, you know, not doing too much, but being cute in the house in a way from these people. Um, I'm a Richmond nigga. Um, I will always be a rich nigga, no matter how many O's and bankrolls I got. I'm going to probably have a dicky suit on. Um, you know, and them square Versace glasses with the designs on the side, because I cannot wait and go to. That's going to be me. Mark my words, okay? Um, you know, me and Kayla have been friends for 10 years. However, me and Kayla have known each other for longer than 10 years. Yes. Um, I, we went to the same middle school at Richmond. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know about Benford. It's still there, still standing. Um, I am one grade old, like one class above her, but we are only like two months apart because I had a late birthday. She, no, I have a, my birthday is late in the year, but so is hers, but she missed the deadline by like a month. <laughs> and I'm like, I beat the deadline by like a month. So we're two months apart. Um, but, you know, she was, you know, she a smart nigga. So I'm a smart nigga. We was in smart nigga classes. So she was in my algebra class, but I won't pay attention because it was math. So, you know, I don't really fuck with I'm okay. I'm good at math, but I, I ain't really, I won't pay attention to class. Um, wasn't really a good student in middle school anyway, <laughs> but, you know, she was around. She was hanging with the kids, you know. I wasn't that cool. My brother was cool. So I was just in the shadows trying to make it through middle school. And, you know, she moved um, to California and I, you know, stayed in the West End and went to this little regular, regular school, this small nerd school that nobody knew about. And, but we ended up going to the same college. So I was at ODU and she was reaching out to people who, you know, she may know from Richmond or whatever. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to the school. What's goody? And I'm like, hey, what's goody, man? We in the school. They got the poetry shit. It's, it's popping in here. What's up? And then, you know, we were both in Floetic Movement. When she was active, I was working all the time. I stayed with a fucking job. Anyway, um, I was working all the time. But then when we got, like, I cut the hours and we were, like, really doing the meetings and stuff together. Like, I was like, oh, wow, we know how to, we make a good team, bitch. Hmm, we get shit done. And I'm like, wow, you a bitch who is not no fluff. Oh, this is great. And it just from there, <laughs> just from there, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a shortage on real niggas out here. And I want y'all to know that Kaylin's one of them. Um, uh, you, you know... 
Foolishness. You know what? I just realized my last episode that I did, I did not do a quote. Y'all forgive me. Time is hard. And I definitely don't have a quote, but um, I'm going to find something to say profound before this episode ends. Um, trust and believe, or I'm just gonna have to, you know, pull one out the yazoo, and Tatiana gonna make it pop because she always make it pop. Listen, um, first of all, it's the two of us, and that means there will be lots of quotables throughout this episode. Yes. Okay. So the first question is, what is the greatest lesson I taught you? Ooh, the greatest lesson you taught me. Yes. Um, the greatest lesson that Kaylin has taught me is that bitch. You deserve nice things and you deserve fucking breaks. If you don't want to fucking do it, you don't do it. Like, if you don't, if you don't want to go to work today, don't go to work today. That is what the PTO is for, bitch. Because I'm, you know, I've been a nigga who, like, I didn't really have the option to not do. Or I always had to, like, push myself, you know, when I you didn't feel like it. You know, I didn't really take no breaks. And Kate was like, mm, but that's not healthy. Um, this is what this is for. Fuck that job and stay home. And we go eat popcorn and do bullshit. We gonna go to fucking uh, Cheddar's <laughs> and or some shit like that. But you know, just take your breaks. You don't feel guilty for you know using the time that you need to use because we are not made to work. Okay, we don't live to work. It should be like that. Mm-mm. I agree. I think that that's crazy. That, that was what I, what I was gonna use for what you taught me. But now I need to use something else because. Oh, damn. Because, like, I feel like you saying I taught you this, but, like, low-key, high-key, you taught me that first. So maybe I just, like, reinforced it? Well, no, the PTO thing, I definitely put you on game today. Because I was like, what you mean you got PTO hours that you ain't never used? That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, think one, I think one of the things that I've learned with the whole mindset of just, like, taking breaks and, like, nice things is that, like, when you are working all the time and when you are used to coming from like coming out the mud as the children are calling it these days, um, mm-hmm. when you come out the mud, you don't really like, okay, let me, let me put this way. When you come out the mud and you go away to school and you get this degree, the, the picture that people paint for you is like, oh, you out the mud, like you out, like you made it out. But once you like get through school, like you got your degree, but your family is still extremely poor or extremely disenfranchised or extremely uneducated on things and being and being dicked over by the government, right? So you feel guilty. I was just talking about survivor remorse the other day. You feel guilty for, for allowing yourself to even experience nice things. So you feel guilty for buying yourself clothes that didn't come from rainbow ain't nothing wrong with rainbow let's be clear but i'm just trying to make a point here you feel bad for buying yourself better quality clothes or buying yourself a nice bag or paying for you to get gel polish on your toes or going to a restaurant and getting an appetizer and a soda and a drink those are like and i know for some people who are listening to this they're probably like that's not even that serious but from people but for, for people who literally come out the mud as the churn calling it um you you feel guilty for those things so like for me when I went to college and I started getting them refund checks, like, I didn't know what to do with my money, and I still sometimes don't know. I would just be, you know, buying anything, because it was just like, I never had the option of getting things, and when I was living with my grandma, it wasn't like when I was living with my mom and stuff, but it was still very, like, limited access to certain things, like, there were just certain things that I just did not have, and it wasn't necessarily because 
my grandma may not have been able to provide it. It's just that my grandma also comes from that, that, that mindset. For, so for her, hustling is that mentality. There is no like rewarding yourself. I, my grandma has, I ain't never seen my grandma go on no vacation before. I ain't never, I ain't never seen her go to the beach. <laughs> I've never seen my grandma like go into a department store. She be wearing little stretchy outfits, but she always shops at TJ Maxx. Well, I've never seen my grandma like buy herself it, jewelry, yes, but like everything else, no. So for me, when I got into college, I was like, I'm gonna buy myself these coach sneakers. Now to y'all, I know it's 2020, but in 2009, coach sneakers was cute. Everybody had. They were. And there was an outlet near the school, and I got me some coach sneakers, and I really thought I was setting it off, okay? Um, and for me, I felt remorseful for being buying myself stuff like that. And then as I got older, I was like, you know what? We deserve nice things, and it's still scary. Like, buy, I feel, like, anxious when I buy things. Like, I'll buy something, and then immediately I have to tell Jasmine, like, I can't believe I bought this. I feel crazy. Why did I do this? And we constantly have to literally reinforce to ourselves that, like, we work hard and we deserve nice things, too. So I'm happy that, you know, I was able to teach you that lesson, but also I need the streets to realize that a young Warhawk is still learning that lesson over here because it's very difficult to not feel guilty or survivor's remorse when you make it out of a, a traumatic or a not so savory environment. And there's still people that you love immensely stuck in that place. It's like, it feels, it feels really bad. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it that much. They don't really talk about survival remorse, um, especially when you're like directly connected to those people. Because like a lot of times when people make it out the mud, they don't go back. Like they don't see those people. But like those people are your 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 day to day people, your immediate family. <laughs> like it's not like distant cousins. Like your immediate family. Right? Yeah, the like, my niggas. Yeah, like your immediate family. Like for me. Like, have still having immediate family members who have to go to food banks to get food. That bothers me because there's nothing that I, I don't have the means to, like, help. Like, I don't have the means to help them. Um, but that's just the reality of what type of family I come from. Like, and it's, it's very uncomfortable because you, when you go to college, you meet a lot of people who don't come from that. And you see them buying themselves nice things or getting nice things and you just don't understand it. So, you know, reminding Jasmine to, like, take the PTO and don't overwork yourself and buy yourself something nice, buy yourself the, the full meal, like, don't get, the, don't get the value meal. You want a regular meal off the Wendy's menu, you don't have to get the four for four, like, but you, you always feel like you pinch your pennies because that's all you know. Yes, listen, I, I am a nigga who is cheap, although, like, you know, I have a salary, it's increasing, you know, I came from. I had a salary, but you know, when you first got out of college, mm, that salary is shaky. But even without that, like, I could afford to do X, Y, Z, but okay. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not about to keep buying food. Going to restaurants, that's not even, some. that's a luxury that people don't realize that that's a luxury. People order food all the time and going out to eat and you got all these quick meals or expensive things. You can buy like fruit or vegetables all the time. Like, that's a luxury. My grandma used to go to the grocery store like once to twice a month that was it it was one haul whatever is in here is in here um you niggas not going out to eat we don't got mcdonald's money we're making fucking hamburgers bitch what the fuck is going on you know the water might get cut off you know your phone might get cut off like mm -hmm. i remember like living places where 
I couldn't even order food if I wanted to because they didn't even deliver to the area. Girl. No Chinese food, no pizza. So if there was nothing in the house to eat and you ain't had no license or no car, like you was just stuck in there eating. Me, I don't know who I was talking to about this. I think I might have been talking to Rob or Silly or somebody. And I was talking about like I remember making like like I remember I remember the I remember the first time having garlic bread. I had to be maybe like twelve, maybe eleven or mm-hmm. twelve. Because we would just take the bread and we would put the butter on it, some garlic powder, and put it in the oven. I re- like I thought that was like normal. For me, I thought that was normal. Like I remember, like I like I can remember tasting certain things for the first time, and you never realize like how impoverished you were until you become an adult and you start taking care of yourself, and you and you're able to buy yourself kombucha and avocados and and the spinach. I my mom when she had cousins, she was a health freak. We used to go to Elwood, but she still didn't have a lot of money, so we would get like zucchinis and like stuff like that. But like. Spinach, girl, kale, huh? Like avocado, hey, expensive to be hey, quite I, honest. My grandma showed me how to make how to make guacamole when I first moved with her when I was um, fourteen, and I was amazed. I was like, "Girl, what is this?" She was like, "It's like guacamole," and I was like, "Oh, I didn't heard that before, but I didn't really know what was going on here." And she showed me how to make it, and I literally jasmine for like two weeks straight because they're so cheap in California. For two weeks straight, I ate guacamole all day long. She was like, "You know, you could." you could possibly eat something else. And I was like, I could. No, um, I didn't taste the avocado until um, like after college because my grandma don't know, what the, she didn't know what the fuck an avocado, like, I mean, she probably seen one, but she ain't about to buy it. The kid's not about to eat it. We're eating what? Fry, everything fried. I went over there recently, like some months ago, and I came out smelling like fucking fried pork chops. Like, bruh, air, I always smell like fried food in Newports when I grew up, bruh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I always so, smell like so they, you know, I didn't know what avocado was. And me and Kay was working at this fucking Medicaid trap house. And me, I'm trying to cut the avocado. Why I cut the avocado through the fucking pit? Because I didn't know there was a pit in there because I've never had one. I was like, oh my God, I really cut it in half. Yeah, one Holy of our shit. friends, who I will not name, one of our friends, they had never had an avocado either. And they come from a very, like, southern town. They were impoverished as well. Um, they didn't know that you were supposed to peel the avocado. So they were trying to make a smoothie. And they started making it, and then they, like, FaceTimed me, and they were like, I think I did something wrong or whatever. And I was like, what happened? They were like, oh, I was trying to make a smoothie. Like, I saw people talking about online with the avocado, but I think, you know, something's wrong. And I was like, oh, you got to take the skin off and stuff. But they didn't know that because they had never seen it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, like, there are people that are sitting in your office right now with you whose families have never seen an avocado or eaten an avocado. Or there are people who have never had wheat bread before. Let's talk about it, right? I okay. Yeah. I learned about wheat bread. My grandma ain't never about that, but I seen it in the grocery store, but I didn't know what it was about. Like I didn't know what that was about. There are a lot of things that I didn't know were things that people could access until I've been I started buying my own stuff. Um, but to answer the question, what is the greatest lesson that you've taught me? I think, because I was gonna say, you know, the fuck that shit but like we've already talked about that um I think the greatest lesson that you taught me is um that people can be redeemed and that forgiving someone does not necessarily make you weak or make you uh, or or can victimize you again it just means that you understand that this person made a mistake 
and it is what it is but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like bring them back into your life and I think that's something that I struggle for struggle with a lot as you know from very many many personal accounts is that because I was always so angry and I talked about this in the last episode that I've always had and I've been working on it I've always had a lot of anger and resentment in my heart by the way that I was raised like I'm very I it's very difficult for me to um fully trust people in a way that is healthy without having like irrational expectations of what the friendship should look like or how loyal I think they should be because I'll be feeling like everybody should be like Jasmine uh, which is unrealistic or I feel like everybody should be like this friend or that friend or everyone needs to treat me how Ernest treats me or because in the past I didn't have people treating me like that so it was very hard for me to forgive people but it was hard for me to forgive people because I felt like I was always pushed that like if I forgive someone I have to forget what they did to me and I have to be around them but like that would put me into positions where I was around my abuser or stuff like that. And I wasn't comfortable. And I was like, just cause I forgive someone, like, I don't understand, like, why, why would I have to be around them as well? And then also it made me a little bit more softer. I would say like one thing that Jasmine taught me with redemption is to be a little bit more, I don't want, I don't want to say passive, but more like, it's okay for me to be gentle with people who are extremely close to me because if you don't know me personally, you may think I'm very brash and whatever you have in your mind about your girl. But I'm really a big baby. Like, I was, contrary to popular belief, I'm very, very sensitive. Like, extremely sensitive and a big baby. Um, and I'll be feeling emotions and stuff. I may not be, like, emoting, but I'll be feeling them. Um, but I think that Jasmine has taught me that it's okay to lead with my gentleness without being afraid of people, like, using that against me um and that and one more thing I ain't gonna you know list a thousand things but like and then one more thing like Jasmine has taught me like that like I that I'm protected like I don't have to worry about like fighting battles by myself um because I feel like that's another reason why I wasn't gentle or afraid to forgive people because I was like they're gonna hurt me again I'm gonna be out by myself because nobody else was protecting me but I always know that like if something happens or if someone wrongs me I know like or without a doubt that I can call Jasmine. And even if Jasmine may not directly attack this person, she's gonna provide me with the tools to handle the situation. Or she's gonna pull up and be like, absolutely not. Or she also saves me for myself sometimes too. Like when I'm on a destructive path, she's like, you know what girl, this is not gonna work. Or you're not gonna do this again. Um, and she has no problem, you know, pulling up on me. You know, real friends pull up on each other. That's, that's what happens. You got to be like an asshole about it. Like, hey, listen, this sounds like you're uh, kind of down spiraling. Uh, let's, let's bring it back. Let's just bring it back here. Because sometimes you need niggas to do that. You know, and it's also okay, like, being into with people because people make mistakes and everybody's still learning, especially with this newfound niggas are going to therapy and unlearning things, unpacking things. And, you know, if you have friends who are not, like, super problematic and they're willing to, you know, recognize they're self-aware which is a big thing. A lot of people just are not self-aware. They don't revisit the things they do. You know, when you have friends who are like that and they're self-aware, you can forgive them because you know that they, you know, they probably not super violent and they probably are really not going to do that bullshit again if they're, you know, trying to be, you know, better people. That's not for everybody, though. So some niggas you can't fuck with. <laughs> but it's okay to forgive and then, like, not, you know, deal with them. They're, they don't have to be back in your life. Yeah, I agree. I think that learning that like people make mistakes and that they can be redeemed is something that like 
probably one of the biggest lessons because it was it's just it's it's been a struggle for me to understand redemption with having a parent who is consist constantly re-traumatizing me so when when i forgive and she's been redeemed she'll turn around and do this do something similar or something even more awful again so then i'm at this point where it's just like i'm constantly being you know re-traumatized which makes it even harder for me in relationships to be like i hate this person for the rest of my life um i don't like them um and i'm and i'm famous for doing that it is what it, i'm i'm truthful i understand but i also understand that like that's not healthy and that even though I may not like this person, doesn't mean that I can't be like, you know what? This happened 10 years ago. Um, yes, they ate your bag of chips. I had to bring it up because it just, it just, it, it resonates. Yes, they ate your bag of chips. And in the words of Jasmine, when we were in college, you will sit there and somebody will eat your bag of chips and you will not say nothing about those bag of chips, but you will literally hold the, the pain and anger in your heart about them chips for years and then one day you'll get drunk and try to fight everybody. That's not that's not healthy boo. Not over no chips. Like it's not it's not healthy and that's just how I was. I was like the Kaylin that y'all hear now on this podcast is not the Kaylin that I was five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. Like this is a completely different girl. Like the girl has definitely gotten that therapy and gotten that help. Um because I was angry. And I was angry simply because of the fact that I felt like if someone wronged me, they were going to do it over and over and over and over again. Um, so the next question is a fun question. It is, do your best impression of me. Oh, shit. Huh. There are so many things. Okay. So have you ever smelled your belly button? Because I'm just wondering, like, What's that like? Do you know? Let me see. Put your finger in your belly button right now. <laughs> <laughs> you a nigga who, you ask niggas questions on the spot and ask other niggas things. What's that hot dog? You sure? <laughs> you know oh. what? You be minding your fucking business, and Kayla will come up to you and be like, "What else do birds eat other than worms?" Bitch, I don't. Kn- I don't know, nigga. <laughs> So you all can't see what I want to do, but um, I'm just going to do the the Jasmine voice because the Jasmine voice is my favorite thing. It's, it's, it's going to be, okay, so it's going to be like the Jasmine voice and then the performer voice because that is my favorite impression of Jasmine. So Jasmine, nine times out of ten, sounds like this. Oh, man, guys, that's great. That's not nice. Kaylin. <laughs> and then... The performer Jasmine is my body mocked up like the subway of Harlem. Excuse me, sis, what is going I am on? Little Wayne, great. <laughs> when we when we were <laughs> in Floyd, we met the poetry spoken word poetry club in college. Jasmine would get on the stage and start performing, and I like to not like we would be in the audience like what just ma'am because her like she she's a very soft voice, and it's not necessarily a high pitch voice all the time because like it's very like. It's very like auntie, I'll beat your ass voice. But like when she starts doing like the poetry, it just, I don't know what, it's just like something comes out of her. Like she turns into, uh, what's that man name? DMX. Oh, um, not DMX, but the man that's on the uh, the Affinity Wars. Thanos. I don't know who the fuck you talking about. That's oh, Thanos. <laughs> okay. She turns into Thanos when she get on the stage. Okay. 
That would be purple, nigga. Great. Uh, <laughs> every time I see Thanos, I think of Shaq. They just fucking put Shaq face on Thanos, and it's purple. And I just can't I stop seeing it. And I want you to be aware that, like, Jasmine is only, like, five foot. She's a very small person, but when she does her poetry, she literally sounds like a very large man. Um, not even a man, just a large, scary person. It could be any type of villain, but the villain is Jasmine. Um, so... And I don't know if that's like her angry voice too. Oh, it is because I've heard her curse people out before. She definitely, her voice changes when she gets angry. And it's like kind of funny and scary because it's like this little person like cussing and like pacing, but like also she might kill them. So I just be like, well, I'm not sure. Like this, you know, people have what is it, Napoleon syndrome. Sure, is people. that what it's called? Yeah. So Napoleon complex. Yes. Cause y'all short, y'all be angry. I don't know that's about, but but I'll be angry all the time though. I be I be minding my business for the most part. You really do. You are very good at being like very. I always say that Jasmine is like very cavalier about everything. Like she just does not care. Like I don't understand. Um, and I be thinking to myself like, do she really be caring? But like she just don't have the time to care, or like she just literally don't feel nothing. Like it it doesn't. Cause most of the shit niggas be arguing about don't fucking matter. This shit don't fucking matter. It's not, like, stuff matters. Life is important, but most of the stuff that people be, you know, messing around with, it, nine times out of ten, it does not matter because it's not usually not none of your fucking business. So you don't even need an opinion on the shit because it's none of your fucking business. and It doesn't hurt anyone else. So, you know, sometimes people be doing too much or, like, you know, having too many opinions on issues that do not concern them. You know, let's talk about getting niggas their rights. Where the cops that rest we all tell us? Let's worry about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shot her ass. So what's what's going on? Where they at? Exactly. It shouldn't be out here free. Hopefully, by the time this episode release, they will have arrested them. Girl, all hope. Um. So those are the questions. So the last question is, um, and I made this the last question because there might be more than one answer for this. But what is your favorite memory of us, and why is it important to you? Ooh, wow, Jesus! There's so many. Wow. Okay. Hmm. 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 I'm thinking uh we went to Baltimore for your birthday. I think it was your twenty-third birthday. Uh we was in Baltimore, you know, getting drunk, having a good time. Yep, it was definitely a twenty-third birthday. And I feel like we ordered pizza and the pizza shop ain't cut our pizza up. And we pulled up to the pizza. <laughs> we pulled up to the pizza because they we called them and was like, hey, you know, could you, like, send us another one? Because it, it, it's like, you just sent us a pie with no slits in it or nothing. And they was like, oh, you could just cut it yourself. And I was like, girl, what the fuck? I did not, when we pulled up, we got so many free pizzas. We left that building with so many free pizzas, but it was just so funny. Because it was over a pizza that you couldn't, like, you couldn't even put the slice in it. I'm supposed to eat this. I'm supposed to eat this pizza. Mm-mm. Uh, we had like shot syringes. It was a lot going on that weekend because uh, Kayla's birthday is not far away from Halloween. Nope, it's not. Uh, and they asked, why is it important to you? Oh, why is it important to me? Because I just feel like that really just sums up our friendship. Niggas be trying to try us, but then we roll up and get what the fuck we want. You're not going to try us. Not as a unit. Never. You will not. Uh, we will have our revenge or we will have our pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whatever we want. Well, just like the time they put that fish in my uh, fried green tomatoes. Y'all allergic to shellfish. And they like, 
who was that? Who was that? I was at like Captain, yes, Captain D's because I don't eat Long John Silver. And they fucked it up and put like it was fish fried into the, the joint. And I'm like, girl, if this was shrimp or something, I could have died. Guess who was at Captain D's eating meals the next day? Me and Kaylin. <laughs> bro, that was bro. When you had hit me up about that, you were like, "Yeah, I went to Captain D's with um, I think you had one with Simone, and you were like, they gave us um, food and it, and I could have had shellfish, and they sent me all these free coupons, and I was like, bet, baby, we ate like kings and queens, <laughs> like kings. <laughs> I think one of my favorite memories. I mean, I got three thousand, so we could just bounce on back and forth. But the first one is. When we worked at the Cookie Dungeon, we used to work at a gluten-free cookie factory, and we used to, Jasmine and I used to try to, because Jasmine had been working there longer, so she kind of had, like, more pool, but, like, we would try to make it to where me and her could do stuff together, um, so we were sealing the cookies, and so me and Jasmine have this thing where, like, when we start talking about a music artist, we have to make it, like, an actual event where, like, we have to play every single song they've ever made. We got to sing them, perform them. Like, it is very serious. Like, the music is very serious, okay? So we had, like, this Beyonce. I don't know if you remember this day. We went on a Beyonce binge. Like, we played every single song off your phone and my phone that we had a Beyonce. We were still in the blue cookies. And we were singing so loud. We were having such a good time. And I remember that because I was like, this is so much fun. And then, like, as we left the job, we were talking about how much we hated it. But that moment at the job was fun. I think my, some of my favorite memories are us working together. And those are important to me because you and I work well together anyway. So, like, and then also, I feel like, I feel like people have a very, like, strange perception of who I am versus who I really am. And, like, having Jasmine in the workplace means that I don't have to, like, be, like, have to be like nice quote unquote to people I work with like I could just pretend they don't exist and I could just talk to Jasmine because uh, I really don't be liking people like Jasmine will really confirm with y'all like a lot of y'all that be like oh Kayla you're so great I'd be like Kayla stop talking to me please Kayla hates all y'all um I'm actually the nice one although everyone thinks I hate everyone because I look mean and I understand and I had an aggressive poetry voice so <laughs> <laughs> I think another, it's not a memory, but memories is us like riding back and forth together from Richmond, like just picking up and going. And college was so fun. Just driving back and forth to Richmond or like going out to Virginia Beach to go to like the bars and stuff like that and to like different shows. And it was just like literally just me and Jasmine. I'm like, Jasmine, what you do? Because Jasmine was never doing anything. So Jasmine was great. And Jasmine liked to do the things that I like to do. Like a lot of my friends in college, who I love dearly, they like to go to the parties and stuff like that. I wasn't really trying to do that. I wanted to go to places where I could sit down. Possibly get something free, love that, get into it free, and then, you know, enjoy libations and things of the sort. So, uh, being able to, like, when I got Space Ghost, recipe Space Ghost, when I got Space Ghost, we used to really be out here in these streets, driving up and down 64, um, driving from Virginia Beach. One of my favorite car memories is when we had left um, Bar None, because they had 25 cent garlic parmesan wings and pictures of mm. Amy Orchard. And we were tipsy, and it was, like, the week of graduation. Because we said we were going to get drunk every day up until graduation. I don't know why we thought that was a smart idea, but we did it. We did it. Um, and we were listening to um, Fucking Problems by ASAP Rocky. And we, you would have thought, we had on repeat, you would have thought we created the song. We were the rappers, and we were in the music video. Because we were really going in, like. Yes. Um, I have a picture from that day. I feel like Kaylin's holding two pictures. 
in her hand. Uh, also, speaking, <laughs> I mean, bar none really slapped. But also, we speaking of working together, we used to work at the uh, Medicaid dungeon, the Medicaid trap house. They definitely had niggas trying to do insurance fraud. I was not fucking with them, Medicaid fraud. Um, I hope they in prison. Me too. Maybe not. You know, I'm I'm for prison abolishment, but they somebody need to call the police on them because they was fucking up. They was doing a lot of legal shit. But anyway, we had to go. They sent us to fucking Eastern Shore. <sighs> now, if you know where like D.C., you know, Southern Maryland is, Eastern Shore is about two and a half hours away. And then once you get, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's three and a half, depending where you have to go. And, like, we did support planning, which is social work. We had to drive all the way over there to these racist-ass people house. It's people touching you and shit and being weird and shit. You know, just a whole lot of, you know, white Confederate flags. Because Maryland is still the South. It's under the Mason-Dixon line. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they were kind of racist. And we were getting lost because the GPS ain't even worked over there. Won't shit out there but corn and McDonald's. Piss. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Fucking dirt road. Those were fun memories too. I enjoyed those memories of us like going to the Dollar Tree, getting a whole bunch of snacks and stuff, and then staying in the hotel room. Because eventually they had to start paying for us to stay over there because we were not driving back and forth. Um, Jazz and I have experienced a lot of foolishness together. Um, we've also quit jobs together. You know, it's just we have we have within weeks of each other. Like I quit in a couple weeks later. Yeah, I quit in my two weeks too. I'm out of there. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. Like I remember when Jasmine was leaving her last job, she had put in her last day, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna make my last day the same day as yours because I'm not coming back here if you ain't gonna be here." And that's what I did. <laughs> I, then I emailed. I said, "You know what? Actually, um, upon further review, I'm gonna have to bow out on this date instead." It's uh, so funny. Because I mean, because why? the real thing is like, if you ever worked with your best friend and like it was like a good working experience. When they leave the workplace, you'd be like, well, so now I got to talk to these other people? That's crazy. No, like, literally, we were at this job uh, where I taught, like, uh, you know, one set of kids, and then I got the job I got now, and I just they just pulled up on me. It was like, hello, hi. And um, I took the day off to go see what it was about. I didn't always go get hired right there. I got hired, like, on the fucking spot. When I came back to work, I was like, yeah, Friday, my last day. So it was Thursday <laughs> when I came back i was like so tomorrow's my last day and kay was like oh it's my last day too bad because <laughs> she was working that job part-time anyway it wasn't like it was her exactly. job job right before i got sick sick i was like oh i got to go um so i was like i had to go to training so i didn't couldn't even give them two weeks and i was like girl they got benefits i ain't never had life insurance before it's so nice <laughs> that's fucking ghetto like i can't give fuck everybody should have fucking life insurance funerals shouldn't cost all this goddamn money but mm-hmm. you know um i have one more question that i just pulled and then i'm done for real y'all i'm done for real um how would you how do you describe me to others um i say that kayla has a strong personality because she's not with that bullshit so you can't just say like bullshit and then she just sit there and be quiet like that's not the kind of nigga she is (laughs) and i feel like a lot of people who be about that bullshit don't like that because as soon as you say something that don't make no sense especially like younger us in the meetings they can be saying that bullshit we gotta argue with you because i'm gonna argue with you now, we've been arguing with niggas less because we've just been going, you know what? These niggas are stupid. So we don't really have to argue with you. But she's not about to, like, enable you to do fuck shit. Like, that's not the kind of friend she is. Like, if you want to go do some fuck shit, she's not going to be in the backseat. <laughs> like, she's not riding with you to the fuck shit. She's not bailing you out um, for the fuck shit or any of that. Um, that's all she got. Like, 
that's for and if she's a nigga who gets shit done like okay we're doing this we're doing this and this it will get done it will get done correctly and it will follow all the directions and guidelines because kayla knows how to read and you know that is really um just like we have a shortage on real niggas we also have a shortage on people who are illiterate and literacy is not just reading and writing literacy is spread across um content areas just so y'all know you can read very well and be like your technology literacy can be real bad like you can be hood illiterate. You can put me. You can put me you in know. an environment. I'm a flourish, and that's all. Well, okay. Now, all right. Now, if I'm in a very white space, there's there's nine times out of ten I'm gonna be struggling. But other than that, you can literally just drop me anywhere, and I'm sure I'll figure it out. Like, especially you, know. you can drop me at any hood in America, and I'm gonna be okay. As long as, Look, as long as I can find a corner store, because if I can find a corner store in a rainbow, I would be fine. Show me where the hair store at. I'm going to be good forever. If I go to the rainbow, I can easily find a hair store because it ain't going to be that far. And the corner store is going to be some people standing outside. I can ask them questions about where such and such at, and they're going to tell me. Um, but yes, uh, I am not the type of person who is just going to allow you to say and do anything. Like, I don't understand what that's about. Um, and it has, you know, it's caused some issues, but I really don't care at this point. At my big age, I'll be 30 soon, and I feel like I've been on the earth for 65 years, so I'm tired of y'all, okay? Um, and also, I almost died last year, so all y'all can really just, like, eat a dick at this point. That's how I feel about it. Like, y'all really be on some weird stuff, and I just be like, nope, not interested. But how do I describe Jasmine to other people? Because I'm describing Jasmine all the time, because a lot of people that I know are not friends with Jasmine, because they don't know Jasmine. Um... Jasmine really doesn't talk to other people, so I'm pretty sure she no. has an opportunity to have to even talk about me. Um, but I always describe Jasmine. I'm like, oh, my best friend Jasmine, she she speaks Spanish and she um, she know how to do makeup and she uh, she be looking like Rihanna and stuff. And they be like, what? Because it needs to be random. So I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, also like she really don't like stupid people. And I'm like, but I, I'm not even like joking with y'all. Like she really don't. Like, if you say something stupid, Jasmine is going to have a conversation with you, and she's going to pull up facts, because she wants you to understand that this is not information you should be spreading. And it's not because, <laughs> and it's not because, it's not because she wants to, like, stun you, it's because she literally does not want you to continue to spread this foolishness. Like, this is why she's the perfect teacher. She's, she's meant to be an educator, because, like, she wants to make sure that you understand that this is not correct. Like, one plus one, in her words, is not equal potato, so I'm going to tell you what it does equal. Because you're not going to be out here telling people it equals potato. Also, okay. another thing that I always tell Jasmine is, like, Jasmine is really not checking for any of these men. Like, I have friends and I have people in my life who, you know, aspire to have, like, a husband and kids and really be out here searching for niggas. But, like, Jasmine literally, the entire time we have been friends, I have, I can count on maybe one hand the amount of time that she has put up with some foolishness, Okay. Because Jasmine is okay with herself. That's one thing I can say that Jasmine has taught me too, that like piggyback is that being okay with who you are, like being confident about yourself, like loving who you are, what you look like, who you are, like your personality and being okay with like sitting with yourself and doing things by yourself. Because I could not do things. You can ask Jasmine, I will wake up Jasmine. I want to go to 7-Eleven. Can you ride with me to 7-Eleven? Girl, why? Please just ride with me to the 7-Eleven. Please. Two minutes away. Please just ride me to the 7-Eleven. Um, and she would ride to the 7-Eleven, but she would be cussing me out the whole ride there. For, so for four minutes, I'd be getting cussed out. Because you know um, I hate getting up in the morning. Lord. You do. You be hating to get out your room here. I'm like, Jasmine, can you please ride with me to the... I be trying to bribe her with food and stuff. It's crazy. I'm like, um, fall out. If you ride me to the dentist, I'll get you a chicken box too. Like, girl, 
ma'am. And uh, Jasmine, well, I'm going to eat. I ain't going to turn down no food there. Just, now, wait a minute. You said chicken. Wait a minute. My chicken levels need to be high at all times. Yeah, and also, I also describe Jasmine as, like, a big, like, ball of, like, joy and happiness. Like, Amber always says, Jasmine has a heart of gold. Um, because, like, Jasmine, like, really appreciates the little things. Like, I remember, and I hate to embarrass you, but I remember when we went to Atlanta, and it was your first time on a plane, and, like, you cried a little bit when the plane took off, and it made me, like, really emotional. Like, I held it together because I'm a thug, but it made me, like, I cried in therapy when I came back. But it made me like really emotional. Oh my God. I was like, I was, I was like, my best friend was so happy. I had never seen her that happy before. And I was like, she deserves all the nice things. So like, just anytime that like, I know, like if I need, a, if I need like a little like ray of sunshine, I know I can go to Jasmine. I mean, she gonna cuss me out first and then she provides the sunshine. What um, depends. If somebody fucked with you, I'm not gonna cuss you out first. I'm gonna cuss oh, no. them out first. Oh yeah, of course. Um, Jasmine also checks, just so y'all know, she reads my comments to make sure y'all not being mean to me. Like, mm. just so you know, I'm in that bitch. Don't say nothing crazy. I'm like, yeah, I just finished reading all your comments. I'm like, what? She was like, you know, sometimes people be, be saying crazy stuff to you and I'd be missing it. And then you'd be telling me about it later. Um, but yeah, so I always describe Jasmine as very, like very protective and like just very loving. And, um, and then I'd be like, she's one of those best friends where you never feel by yourself. Because sometimes you can feel like, somebody your best friend but like they everybody best friend too so it's like are they really your best friend like are they your person and i need to feel like i'm somebody's person okay and that's just me being transparent i like to feel like i'm somebody's person um and i feel like i be jasmine person so for the rest of y'all who think y'all jasmine person let me tell you something it's me Sorry. Well, I have other best friends, but we're all like friends together. So it doesn't really, it's not like, ooh, I got a friend, a best friend that's like outside of who is not friends with Kaylin. I don't really have that. <laughs> like, oh, we also friends, but we are also friends with Kaylin, though. So. <laughs> True, but sometimes you have like groups of friends, people like will pair off, you know, and have like closer bonds. But I think that everyone has their own special bond with each person. Oh, yeah, no, it's squad forever yes friends forever yes so now we are going to do our flowers and we are going to give our flowers to a group of young ladies um that we like to call the auntie team we weren't always the auntie team because two of the members of the auntie team were not auntie age yet they were still babies but now they are in their that's crazy they're in the second half of their 20s i can't believe it it's crazy to me i remember when they want 21 I do too. I I remember, um, and now they're grown and they got jobs and they be dating people. It's crazy. So we're giving our flowers to Squad, the auntie team, that mm-hmm. consists of senior aunties, which are me, Jasmine, Amber, and Kathleen, and then we have the baby aunties, which are Simone and Sierra, the twins, and all together we comprise of the auntie team. And the reason why I want to give them flowers is because we have a very healthy. And when I say healthy, I'm not even bullshitting you. Healthy friendship. We don't have any, we haven't had any falling outs. We won't be on the internet releasing each other's information. We don't talk about each other behind each other's back through that craziness. We don't try to turn each other against each other. It's really just all love. And we try to celebrate all of our big moments together that we can. Um, and when we can't all be together, we still try to turn it for each other. We try to make time for each other in some way or another um and we've been going hard for some years now and i want to give my flowers to them because every single person on the auntie team 
has experienced their own types of hardships and traumas and stuff, but we are all working on bettering ourselves and we all hold ourselves accountable with making sure that we are focusing on our mental health and just self-improvement. And if someone has a resource, we always share with each other. And we, we, I feel like everyone in the auntie team has like a very clear vision of what a good friendship looks like and they know what they offer to the friendship and what they bring to the table and i feel like that's an admirable quality because a lot of people don't a lot of people may feel unsure about why they're friends with someone or like what they bring they may not feel like they're valuable and i feel like we all know why why each person person is valuable and like i said earlier like you always make me feel like i'm your person but i also know that like i have unique relationships with all of the auntie teams like I can, I can hang out with each of them by themselves. A lot of friendship groups can't do that. Okay, a lot of friendship groups struggle when it comes. Or they pull up with, "Who all gonna be there?" Yeah, and it's like we all part of the same auntie team, but I can hang out with each person individually, and I have my own relationships with them, and I see like the amazingness within them. So you go ahead, Jen. You know, of course, uh, we giving it to the auntie team. It's a big squad situation. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, this is like a repeating thing. There is a shortage of real niggas. And squad is full of real niggas. Like, they're all self-aware. You know, if they're wrong, they'll be like, you know what? I'm wrong. We all know they'll be like, you know what? I did this. Let me check in with my friend who is level-headed to discuss this to see if I made the correct choice so I can make better choices. You know, we're all, you know, niggas is all going to therapy and shit. You know, niggas is like, you know, doing, taking the steps to be the best friends we can be so we can be present for each other in the most healthy way possible. And that's lit. And it's also really nice to have friends where you don't really experience no jealousy. Like, I don't really feel like, ooh, my friends see me doing something. They'll be like, ooh, you know, twisting their fucking nose up. They're going to be like, yes, bitch. Let's pop champagne, bitch. Anything. They're going to be like, yes, they're going to celebrate you. And even if you don't be doing nothing, they'll be celebrating. I'd be just waking up and they'd be like, wow, friends. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so nice. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I'm just breathing. Yeah, we don't compete with each other. I don't understand the co- competing with your friends thing. That's weird. Um, I also think that uh, one thing that I really admire about the auntie team and squad is that we don't hold grudges over mistakes that we have made in our lives or things that we have done that we may not have agreed with. Uh, we always find a way to joke about old stuff and I think that that's a good thing because having someone hold something over your head consistently can really like ruin the friendship um and like Jasmine says like waking up to like text messages in the group chat like I just want to let you all know that I love y'all so much like that be warming my heart because I don't think a lot of people get that in their friendships and I pray and hope that people are able to have healthy friendships like that because a lot of the friendships that I've been hearing about or seeing how things fall apart it's crazy like me and Amber were just talking about the other day, like, seeing people, like, friendships fall apart, and then they just, like, run to, like, display all this person's flaws to people they don't know. Them. I would never, I don't care what me, well, me and Amber would never stop being friends anyway, because our families would literally pull us into an intervention, but um, if we were to ever fall out, I would never tell Jasmine's personal business. What do I look like doing that? That's crazy. Like, why would I do that to Jasmine? That's awful. Um, that just shows me that you were never really their friend. I've had a falling out with a very close best friend before, and we are now best friends again. And when we fell out, we were not on the internet telling everybody each other's business. We were not out here like, well, you know, in 1962, they caught her stealing money from the bank. Like, what? Girl, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because you know that friend, you're not going to do that. You know, that one time in 1978, she was talking 
to a nigga, but the nigga was married. I was like, girl, what the fuck? It was 1978, and so the consensus is this nigga is trash. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's 2020. I thought was your friend, like, and I never want nobody to be like, oh, I thought she was your friend. Like, I never want that to come to me. Um, and another thing that I always say, and I have to be telling Ernest this in our relationship, but just in my friendship, my goal in my friendship is not to embarrass y'all. Like, I'm not about to embarrass y'all. Like, I say some reckless stuff, but a lot of the reckless stuff I say is really contained to the group chat and FaceTime. Because I'm not about to be sitting out here saying extremely wild stuff. Like, I ask some crazy questions, but some of y'all don't need to know what those questions are. They're they're strictly for squad. Because squad (laughs) go answer them. Squad answers every question I ask squad. Somebody in squad got to answer. Now, is the answer some food? Probably. But it's getting answered. Or the answer is, Kaylin! Why are you this way? Like, well, it is what it is. But I want to thank Jen for being on my podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We did not cry, so that's nice. Um, I made one person cry on my podcast. Oh, but it was somebody I had been friends with for 20 years, and I started talking about how they were such a good parent. And you know, mom was getting real emotional, bro. She was like, oh, girl, wait, hold on, not the baby. And I was like, you a good single mama. You're doing the best you can. And she was like, <laughs> you know. Um, and I'll be trying not to make people cry. But I just want to let you all know if you have any questions, email me at gttfpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter and give them their flowers. And as always, channel your Beyonce energy. Bye. Bye.